Let's go. <laughs> hey guys, welcome back. We got a new episode of First Impression Roast for you. It's your host, Emma. It's your least favorite co-host, it's Billy. Absolutely. <laughs> We're just two siblings, former cult members, former toxic house members who... Kind of current toxic house members, if I'm going to be honest. I've been doing a lot of self-reflection this week, and I've realized, especially in this episode, there were things that I saw that I related to, mm. and we might we might have to discuss about why why I'm an issue. It's interesting because Billy's household now is just himself, but it's still a toxic house. <laughs> It's, it's amazing it's, how that no, happens. It's kind of weird. Every now and then you have to look and be like, what is the common denominator in all of my toxic situations I find myself in life? Mm-hmm. And it happens to be mainly the mirror. The man in the mirror. Well, definitely not me. Definitely not me. It's mainly <laughs> the mirror. Yeah. As former cult members and former toxic house members or current co- toxic house members, uh, if you're Billy, you know, we are bachelor experts. So let's go ahead and get into this week's episode of The Bachelorette. It starts off and Tasha and Caitlin come in and they're asking her who she likes. And I think it was Caitlin says like, besides Greg, because we know that. Right. I mean. Yeah, I, I noticed that. that. Like, we know Greg. <laughs> we know Greg. They're like, okay, yes. Everyone does. Everyone knows you at least like Greg. Right. Even even Katie goes like, he's like, Greg's a given. I mean, it, it's just so obvious that he's like the front runner and that he, he's her like number one pick. At this yeah. point. I truly, I know this is this is another Billy take that's going to be received very poorly. But I hate the girls' dynamic. I just don't mm. enjoy it at all. I oh. thought it's it's just it's weird. I don't love it. I really didn't like Katie say thanks for introducing me to Blake. Like, right? Okay, we've we've done the sell. Like, you've done the sell. Leave it alone. <laughs> like, you can you don't have to thank her every week. Be like, wow, I'm so glad you said, hey, you know who would be good? My old Tinder match, Blake. That would be like <laughs> None of this happened out of the blue. I really could, I could leave that where it was. No, I know what you mean. Like the acting moments where it's like, they're just trying to stick with the producer's storyline. It's like, it was a lot of that this episode. I felt like I, I, I felt like I was <laughs> missing that genuine Katie that started out. And I was seeing a lot of like this produced version of Katie. I want I want to question is if we actually are just now seeing the real Katie and what we've seen in the past was a produced version of Katie. That would be my question. Mm. Especially when we see like her TikTok presence and other things like that. I think we're just getting more exposure to who she is, what she likes, what she's into. I don't and know. Maybe, I just felt like uh, maybe we projected our feelings or we we understood like we just bought into the producer's idea of what she was or who she is. And maybe now as we're going through the journey, we're also seeing different sides of her as are the men. I just felt like this episode, there was all these lines she was saying that were just like these clearly like scripted lines from the producers where it's like to go into the different scenes, like to set up these different like bits of that they were doing. You know what I mean? It just, I w- there wasn't these moments where I was like, oh yeah, this is how Katie really feels about this situation. Um, so let's get into the episode. Like then Katie supposedly had this epiphany where she's decided to make the men neglect their quote-unquote self-care oh god are we gonna i didn't know we were uh, i've been sore the second i saw that my first thought wasn't like oh this is weird or, or like oh this is katie you know the sex positive bachelorette my first thought was like fuck i don't want to talk about this with emma I know, same. I knew you were going to say that. I was like, these are the moments where it's like, oh, I hate that I have a Bachelor podcast with my brother. Like, Jesus fucking Christ. Can you give me a break, Katie? It was also also the most Disney thing ever, because it's like... Disney? They're calling it... it, They called it like the Wo-Wo or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The week off of Whacking Off or whatever. And it was like, okay, so they can't use certain words. Right, clearly. I want to know... Well, because we'll see later that, like, I don't, you see later that the roast isn't too hard. So it's like, are the boys just so comfortable in this position? Are the boys just hanging out to the fact where they're just like, hey, man, you need to go, like, hang out in your room for a little bit and they all leave them alone? Like, why is it that this got brought up? Like, are the producers seeing something? Are the dudes seeing something? (laughs) That they're just like, hey, this has never happened before in this season where these, like, high strung stressed out dudes that are like constantly under the camera or just like letting loose i i don't get where this came from yeah so we're talking about the whoa whoa challenge aka week of whacking off 
week off whacking <laughs> off week off whacking off not week of whacking off that would have been that would have been a crazy challenge <laughs> whack off as much she as you can really se- she was really sex positive she would have so <laughs> and none of the boys want to actually go on a date or like that's actually like actually no i'm good they're like, like no i'll just stay home yeah can we hang out with the dudes <laughs> like, i got this handle Dude, no, I think, I mean, A, this was 110% a producer idea. None of us buy that this was Katie's idea. I think the idea- I don't know. I don't know. Mm, I don't buy it. I don't know. I can definitely see you like, it's a week of jacking off. They're like, no, 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 no. You can't say that. This is Disney. You know, like, I can definitely see you like, wait, wait, what, what can we do? What can we say? I don't know. I think I it was a producer idea, and I think that. it came from the idea, like, oh yeah, she walked in with a vibrator, so like that's kind of like the thing. So I think that's that's definitely where that idea was like coming from. I think, but then it's interesting that they would but, ask okay. them to not. Okay, but dude, well, later when she's talking to Blake about it, he's she, he he's like kind of open and honest about where he's at with that situation, and she's yeah. just like, oh, this is fun. I enjoy this. Like, she's like, this is a little hot in here. So I like I kind of I don't think she's that good of an actress to sell a producer's idea. Like it, it does felt like I don't think she is a good actress, but I think she's acting pretty badly this whole episode. Honestly, okay, that's my take on Katie. I feel like she's. I just feel like I can tell when she's acting personally. Yeah, and I felt like she was really acting a lot in this episode. Oh, but the other thing I noticed is they're trying. Like I think this is them trying to be like too hot to handle a little bit. Do you know the show at all? Too hot to handle. Yeah, yeah, I definitely do. Okay, um, so for the listeners who don't know, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners do because the reality TV junkies like us, Too Hot to Handle is this like show that came out on Netflix last year. There's two seasons now. The second season just came out. But it's like basically a challenge, the whole reality show where you lose money if you do any type of sexual activity and you're not allowed to even sexually pleasure yourself. So I felt like, they got this idea from like too hot to handle, but it was just weird because I thought it was really weird how Caitlin Bristow comes in and is like selling it. She walks in laughing, which is just kind of silly. But then like at the end where she's like, I mean, yeah, try to do it. It's kind of a compliment to her if you fail. <laughs> I thought that was weird. Yeah, just, this is the first time where I saw like you've been talking to me and like telling me about her where she's supposed to be like this fun, carefree, like, you have to have Taisha to reel her in. This was the first time I ever saw that side of her where she's, like, kind of funny or silly. So, I like, I did enjoy that, actually. That was, like, a side of her I'd never seen that I yeah. didn't know. Existed. It totally makes sense to me that they would have her explain it to them. But also, I just, I thought it was weird how they're, like, setting up a challenge, but then they kind of, like, undermine the whole challenge at the end by being, like, it's a compliment to Katie if you can't help but pleasure yourself. No, they said it then, and then it kind of comes up again throughout the episode. And I thought that was weird, because it's like, A, you're assuming that all these guys are just, like, whacking off to Katie, which is weird. I don't know. I also, like, I also have this take where it's, like, as Bo Burnham has, um, oh, my God, that one song where he's, like, I'm a special kind of white guy. I've self-reflected, and I've noticed I need a lot of change. I am also that special kind of white guy, where I'm looking at and I'm like, well, what if this was, what if this was like flipped? Cause at the end of the day, this is a sociology experiment. Like we're seeing what happened. What if this was flipped? And what if it was a, a male bachelor talking to the girls and was just like, Hey, by the way, ladies, like hands off. Like that, that's just that. I feel like that'd be weird. That'd be so weird. Like what if he was like, Hey, ladies, like, Hey, good vibes only like nothing, nothing else. Like keep it all here. I feel like that's weird. It's weird seeing how they will push the guys in ways that they, like, don't push the girls. And I think there's something to say about society about that and double standards and, like... Yeah. It's definitely not as normalized. I feel like it's definitely not as normalized that women do it. Like, it's still a bit, like, taboo. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I but think, like yeah. that's the thing is like that they and then because of that they definitely are like more gonna push that like how they're gonna you know it's how they do anything with you know whether it be the Christian Hannah B versus the Christian Luke P like they're they're gonna you know push those dichotomies against each other which yeah. is the point I like it it's very interesting and entertaining but like I I this was another issue where 
it was like a couple weeks ago where I was like, I don't like the way that Katie talked to him. Like if that was reversed, I feel like if this was reversed, it would be viewed very aggressively as like anti um, sex positive. It would be, it would be the sex negative podcast that we are. <laughs> if it reversed and was like the male lead was saying this to the women. I think, you know, I mean, another name for this challenge could also be the Christian challenge where you're just practicing, yeah, <laughs> where you're Michael, just practicing Michael, Christianity for a Michael week. P, Michael P was like, yeah, man, I'm fucking lit. Like, let's bring it boys. Right. I'm gonna win. Like, I've been doing this. this for years. I mean, yeah, exactly. Just another element of Christianity in the show where we see them challenged to abstain what else did i want to say about this i just think i think it's weird you probably wanted to say that i'm right and that i made very good points which are also <laughs> very good things for you to say i just think like it's weird to set up this like challenge and then undermine it by being like if you fail it's totally okay and actually it is more of a compliment to katie if you can't help it yeah like, i just think it was weird like Either make it a challenge and be like, don't fail, or you're a fucking failure. And you're going to hell. And you're going to hell. Okay, maybe this is where, okay, this is, maybe I need to talk about this in therapy. Okay, I see what it is. <laughs> this is a me thing. Okay, I see. This is me. I need absolutes. I need punishment. Yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> okay, we're going to talk, we're just going to uh, stop talking about this for now, and I'm going to write this down and talk about it in therapy later today. <laughs> Yes, you should. Okay. But okay, then Connor fucking B is doing the colorful narration during this. And it's cringe fucking central. Like, he literally says, no more getting jiggy with it. I mean, the Dude, man is elderly. He's 29. Elderly. He's 29. You wouldn't date him because he's too young. Don't even elderly. say that he's elderly. That's elderly Billy is a mindset, okay? Oh, my God. First off, like, I love Connor B., I've realized that I was like, shit, am I Connor B? This dude is wearing his like shirt, damn near unbuttoned. He has a, why does he have a chicken tattoo? Did you notice that? He's got like a chicken tattoo. And I was just like, I have, you know, I have three very stupid tattoos. So I was like, am, am I this guy? Like, why is he, Yes. you know, <laughs> ukulele guy, shirt completely unbuttoned. Same in shorts. Very, very comfortable being held by another man. Like, why am I, why am I this guy? I actually like I thought his comment was funny because he he does he makes the point where he's like so does this start now like can I have an hour like I was like that's funny that's a really good line like that's a very relatable break the tension break the weirdness of it I, I he am was I doing all these references that sounded so fucking elderly dude I don't like it was just like what are these like he was like no more Friday night lights what does that even mean <laughs> what does that mean like I thought that means football like. Does he jerk off with his feet? Football? I don't know. I <laughs> People know I'm a JV All-American, so I actually don't really relate too much to the Friday Night Lights because I spent most of my time Monday night without the lights because we played at like 5 p.m. Mm -hmm. So I let her four times, so I want people to know that. Wait, Three and a half like the Saturday, Saturday balloon race? Did he say that? Yeah. Something about Saturday and balloons. They were like just feeding him these archaic lines about... Balloons are sweet, but we're running out of helium. And that's something that everyone here should go Google, that we're running out of helium and we should probably stop using helium to fill balloons. What do we need helium for? I don't really know. Actually, that's a really good point. But, like, we're running out of it. It's kind of, like, hard to, like, remake helium. We don't know what we need it for, but, like, let's not run out, guys. Yeah. Plus. Use less helium. That's the name of this podcast. Okay, so then we get into, we see a little behind-the-scenes moment. And... We see that Hunter, like us, is a student of our beloved game. Hunter yeah, comes dude. in. Hunter, Hunter actually might replace Aaron as being our podcast host because he has as much of a like a history knowing how the game is played as everybody else. Like he knows how the systems work. What do you think was his fatal flaw here? Uh well, it depends on where you're talking about in the show. I like Hunter is talking to Greg, he's like you know, I or Hunter goes, I mean, I was thinking that you might get a second one-on-one. -on -one, and Greg's oh, like, does that happen? Oh, my God. Like, That's so funny because I wasn't even thinking about anything Hunter was saying at that time. Like, when Connor B gets the one-on-one -on -one and they're talking about that. Like, I just couldn't believe that. I thought it was really nice that Katie let Connor B wear her jean jacket. Like, <laughs> I was just blown away. I was like, That's so sweet. Like, 
I definitely did notice that acid wash jean jacket. I was like, this man every week wears just an accessory that makes no fucking sense. It just... It's just something he went through a Rue 21 in fucking 2013. Dude, dude, we don't do Rue 21 slander on the pod. We absolutely do not do Rue 21. We actually exclusively do Rue 21 slander on this podcast. I spent the best four and a half years of my life working at a Rue 21. Do you, Rue? Because I do. Hunter... You know, we've established that Hunter clearly he knows he knows the history of the game. He he ha- he has a little bit more of an edge on these guys as far as knowledge of the game. His fatal mistake here is he lets the men in on his knowledge of the game. What did I t- say last week? <sighs> if I was going to go on the Bachelorette, I do declare I've never heard of no daggone Bachelorettes. Yeah, no, good point. He did the you bad thing. Go in there sharing your knowledge of the game with other people. No, you don't go tell the truth. The last thing you want to do in the Bachelor or Bachelorette is tell the truth about anything about yourself. But like, I mean, a you're letting him know. A the worst thing you're exposing your own super fan of the game. And of course, what's going to happen is what did happen. People become suspect of you. They're like, are you on here because you like Katie or because you're a super fan of the show? You know, that's not for very for TRR of you. So you always need to be maintaining your for TRR status. So, you know, you need to use that knowledge. Anyone who goes on the show in the modern era, you need to have watched several seasons of the show before you go on or you're a dumbass. I mean, that's what yeah. Thomas's fault, like fail was. He was not familiar with the game at all. He didn't know you should never say you want to be the bachelor. Yeah, you never told the truth. You don't say you want to be the bachelor. This is the best way to not be the bachelor. Caitlin Bristow said it. You know what I mean? One of the most successful crowns ever to play the game. So you want to have this in-depth knowledge that Hunter does, but you don't want to let any of the guys in the house know that you have it. You know, you don't have to completely lie, say you've never seen a, a season, but you definitely want to come across like if anything you're a super casual viewer of the show your friends yeah. signed you up for it you know yes you're, you're running the numbers you definitely weren't approached by a producer in a bar in california right you definitely don't know strategy and like so yeah i think you know that's the thing you need to know the game you need to know the way things usually happen because this show is so repetitive but you can't let people know that you know the game no. Not one bit. I love how we were talking. Emma and I talked for like a second before the show. And we were like, dude, this this season sucked. This episode sucked. Like, how are we going to like talk about this forever? We're 20 minutes into recording and we haven't even gotten on the first date. <laughs> I Yeah, I just, I don't know. I actually wrote a couple weird notes up here where I was just like, I'm Connor B. Connor B wears the short shorts. He makes a weird comment to try to defuse the situation. He has the you know deep deep shirt no no buttons he's got a weird tattoo but then i like had a little come to jesus moment during the other thing where i was like well shit am i connor b or am i hunter because like hunter's short hunter has bad tattoos hunter is generally dislikable by the public like i was like am i wait which which of these dudes am i i can't get it but can we can we move on to the (laughs) one-on-one hey how about this for a first date idea we get married Oh my god! Yeah, I, as soon as I saw this, I was like, I, I, "This is the date for the guy." They give the guys that have no connection with her. The only date worse than this is the haunted house date that happened like two, three seasons ago. Easy. Like, like, hey, we're gonna put you in a dark house where you guys don't even like you can't see each other, and we're gonna scare you and film your reactions. Like, yeah. this was not a date. I also was very surprised because I thought Justin was dating like a an acquaintance adjacent of me. So I could, I was like, oh, this is going to be one of the five guys that gets kicked off this episode. So I was like very surprised to see he got a rose. Wait, this- so you you have heard that Justin's dating someone that you know now? Is this a spoiler? This is not, this is not a spoiler. Um, but I, there is, there is an acquaintance adjacent that I thought he is currently dating. So I was very surprised to see that this date apparently went very well. Paradise is a thing. People leave the show and they get on other things. And if you ever pay attention to anyone's like Instagram and you see who comments, like you'll you'll notice that some people will comment on some people's Instagram exclusively. Hmm. And you can almost always tell it's like, huh. And then if you look at their locations, it's like, okay, well, why was this person, you know, why was this person in Chicago? Or why did this person go hmm. to New York City? And it's just 
things but anyway, to, so things to think about. I mean, I thought it was interesting too that Katie's and like never been close to an engagement, and now she's like getting engaged in eight weeks. What a take! Good point. I just feel like that's yeah. a lot. I think it's a lot too. I thought okay, so here if we're gonna like actually talk about this episode for a hot second, is that um, what we're doing? Let's do this. <laughs> I thoroughly thought that this date was wasted and that she actually came out and was like really genuine about a very hard and very awkward and weird thing that like is life. That's you know, family isn't always the people you grew up with, like especially biological family. And for her to come out on this date with Justin and say that, hey, I recently found out that my dad, who was dying, that was a big part of when I was on The Bachelor. Now I realize he's not even my biological father. Mm-hmm. That's a big reveal. That's a big PTC that was, it, it was, the moment was like dampened because it was with Justin, because it didn't feel oh. like it was a real connection. Like he didn't seem like he knew her. This whole date, he was right. just like, oh, this is a girl. It was almost like a first date, you know? And I know the guys who get the one-on-ones like after like four or five, it's just like there's nothing there. Like you're so late to the game. But I, I know like what I thought honestly was like, wow, like Katie had two dads and like I don't even have one. Like Yeah, between between the three of us. Yeah, I was going to say between two the three dads. of us, we all have like two thirds of a dad. And that's not fair. Like. It, it, it ruined the moment. This was something that could have been a big reveal that could have been like a, wow, like this makes this bachelorette, this lead really relatable. I love her. I care about her story. I want to see her find love and happiness. And for me, because she was on this date with Justin, where it didn't feel like there was a deep emotional connection, where there was like a deep relationship, it lessened the moment for me. What did you think about that? Because like, I that was my first thought. I was like, I want to have an emotional reaction to this moment and I have nothing like yeah I mean I felt like I feel like the day portion like it looked like an Indiana wedding because they're just in the woods with a bunch of dead trees and grass like dead trees dead grass a couch right yeah a random couch in the woods I was like wow what a gorgeous fake wedding like mm-hmm. yeah I was gonna say I've really seen several, the most on this one yeah I've seen several of my high school classmates that got married at 20 take those pictures on that exact same couch. I know like Katie was all like, you know, my dad's not here to exchange me for property. My dad got zero goats for this. Like what the <laughs> fuck? I mean, here's the thing. Like I know I'm sure some of our listeners are like, I can't wait till my dad can walk me down the aisle. Congratulations. You have a father. I mean, and it can be a beautiful ceremony now, but the history of this tradition is that your father is exchanging you for property. And now women are basically goods um to be exchanged for other goods that are more valuable to the family than their own child this is so upsetting because i just realized that like i gave away i gave away my mom at her zoom virtual (laughs) wedding during the pandemic (laughs) and i think i got and in exchange i'm pretty sure i got like a pack of beef jerky like i don't think we really got a fair exchange at all we should have got more goats for our mom so you're saying we should bring back the tradition where we exchange women for property. I love how that's what Billy got from that, from my point about that. Again, this I'm is a, why, This is why we need to get rid of men, ladies, okay? Again, This I'm is a, why I'm men are useless. Don't let them walk you anywhere. Don't let them walk you down the aisle. Don't let them walk you to your car. You're safer on your own. I'm a special kind of white guy. I've self-reflected. Oh, have you? Have you self-reflected? And you think you should have got more goats for your mom? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Let's get into the fucking worst drag show I've ever fucking seen. So the drag queens come out and I was excited. I was like, okay, cool. Like I thought they were definitely like the best hosts that have been like on these dates at a long fucking time. Right. I want to go on. I want to go to drag brunch with Michael A. He was so oh, excited. Yeah. I loved it. I loved it. He's like these beautiful drag queens come out. Michael A is the bachelor we all need and want. But yeah. this dude was so good. And I was yeah, like. They- I know. I, I love that he was down. He was like, if we're doing drag, I mean, I'm going all the way out. And it's like, yes. Like, yes. Which, which also was such a bummer because like, it was such a bummer to come down from that high of Michael A, his excitement. We're doing drag to like, now all of a sudden we're doing roasts. Well, and then like, okay, so right after Michael makes that great comment, we go to Blake and Blake's like, I didn't know if I should be checking them out or not. 
That's hilarious. That's so funny. Like, I don't know. Like, that's <laughs> that. That's such a great point as, like, you're, like, casual, straight dude. You're just like, shit. Like, I want to acknowledge that they're, like, they're looking good, that they're hot. <laughs> this is fun. I also don't know what's the proper etiquette. Like, I don't know what to do. I thought it was funny. I mean, Everyone, I think you're not supposed to check out any of the other people on the show out besides Katie, but, you know. Well, he's the bro dude of the group. He's the wildlife, you know, advocate. Like, I, he's probably a country boy. Like, there's probably not a lot of drag shows where Blake's at. Like, I, I thought that was a really funny and genuine reaction. I just thought it was silly. And just, like, I don't know. Something about Blake. I just, he makes me shake my head sometimes. Like, I think it's too, it's still too early. And, like, the audience is still too conservative for them to do an actual drag show. So I was like, damn, like, these guys are going to have to dress up in drag. But I say, like, in five seasons, they do a real drag show. And they make the guys do drag. What do you that think? That would be fun. That would be fun. I love like, that. Do you agree with me that? I've seen them do that. I was like, dude, this would actually be a really fun thing to be a part of. Like, like I mean, I, I saw a drag show one time that made me never want to get on stage ever again. Because I will never be as dynamic or like I just would it made me upset that I ever even disgraced this stage with my presence before because I will never be as beautiful or dynamic or like as good of a performer as this drag queen that I saw. So I yeah. mean it's some of the like best performances you can see recommend. God, one of my managers from Rue Twenty One, he does drag and like his character he plays is just so goddamn charismatic and good. I'm like, I can't see him because I will lose. I will give them all of my money. Like I will right. just lose my fucking mind when you watch someone like that, like go and perform yeah, yeah. Live the way they do. It's just like, God, go you. Follow Cassia Brooks on Instagram. <laughs> she was no, so right. that's, totally, that's totally why I can't go to strip clubs anymore. It's just like you know, I need to have some money in my bank account. You know. Yes. I'm so but, glad you brought it up because that was also my thought. I was like, I've never seen someone. If you if you want to learn how to tip like any type of service worker, you should watch Emma go to any strip club because that's what they deserve. <laughs> they deserve for you to have your bank call you at 2.30 in the morning and say, hey, are you sure you want to overdraft right now? And you answer, yes, I do. But okay, so Katie pronounces it drag queen. Is she from Minnesota? Like she's from Seattle. Why does she talk like that? I didn't catch that. That's funny. I she didn't goes, know these drag queens. I'm like, this whole day is my roast of the week. Likewise. But for a this much different reason than Emma's. Is the worst comedy show I've ever seen. And I once accidentally saw Crystalia. <laughs> I forgot that happened. You did see Crystalia. Not and it was an accident. I was gonna say Emma was not the first woman to non-consensually see Crystalia. Let me just throw it out there. <laughs> Explain that story, Em. <laughs> That's a very it was LA my thing. first day in Hollywood. I had just driven my Prius into Los Angeles and I was so sad. Say that sentence one more time. What? This this just this describes Emma so much. What was that sentence you just said? It was, it was my, my first, first day in Hollywood. I had just driven my Prius into LA. <laughs> With everything I own in the back of my Prius. Of course, the first thing I did was go to In N Out and I got a cheeseburger and I was all excited. I was so excited I finally made it into LA. And I pulled out the cheeseburger, and before I could even take a bite, I just started fucking sobbing my eyes out. Because <laughs> I was like, here I am, I moved to LA, I have no job, uh, like, I had, like, an Airbnb for a month, I had no friends there, no family, and I was just, like, hit by, like, how much work I was going to have to do to get where I wanted to be. And I called Billy, and he was a good brother, and he gave me $20 to go see a comedy show, and because I had seen a, a billboard that Whitney Cummings was performing down the street. And so I was so excited. I'm like, I'm going to go see Whitney Cummings, like one of my favorite comedians of all time. I, I get there. It's what's that guy's name? The guy from Jackass, Joe, Steve-O. I always forget his name. Like I always want to go Steve something. Like I think he has a last name and it's literally O, like Steve-O. Yeah. <laughs> it was Steve-O, the Sklar brothers. And then fucking Chris D'Elia comes out. And I was so pissed because like I already hated Chris D'Elia because I just think that his comedy sucks. But, you know, he also sucks for other reasons clearly now. But yeah, so that was the, that's the story of the time I unconsensually saw Chris D'Elia. Um... It was one of the worst comedy shows I've ever seen until last night on The Bachelorette. Um, 
I have been roasted worse at family dinners than these men roasted each other. Yes, dude. Emma and I used to roast each other to the point. Well, not even Emma. Like, our family used to roast each other where it was a common joke in a well-known instance. would be like, okay, this is the this is the point in family dinner where Billy just kind of crawls into a little circle into the fetal position in a corner and just waits for people to leave him alone. Like, that kind of sounds sad. But, like... <laughs> I might have to talk about this to somebody else later. I know. I was about to say, two therapeutic breakthroughs today. Our family used to bully Billy to the point that he would be fetal positioned on the floor after family dinner. And if you are not roasting someone, if you're not roasting with someone with that intensity, then this is not a roast. It is a fucking friendship circle. It is a prayer circle. It's not a roast unless someone is fetal crying on the floor. I love this roast. So my roast of the week, actually, I guess it, this sucks. I, I love this returning segment and I want to fix this, but my returning segment, I guess, of roast of the week goes to me because I saw this roast and immediately had a PTSD flashback of when I was in high school, I competed in a male beauty pageant two years in a row. It was called Mr. Bulldog and it helped raise money for prom. It basically like Every ticket bought like went straight to the cost of renting the ballroom for us to be able to go downtown for prom. And my senior year, um, you were you had an escort for one portion of the competition. And I had Emma be my escort, and not in I, a Britney way from last season, like <laughs> right, not in uh, not in the Anna way from last season. Gross. Like Emma was it's a different word. Well, that was what it was called, though. I know, but. We were, we were 17. Like, stop. Well, it was actually on my 18th birthday. Um, but anyways. Important to the story. But either way, like, the point was, like, I, I had competed very well in the year before, and it was something I thought I could win. So I, I wanted to be really funny. I wanted to compete well, have a good talent, have a good swimsuit, and have a good, like, escort situation. And, you know, so Emma was a part of this. Like, if we won, it was like Emma was a part of it. But there was also a section called Roasts where you were supposed to make fun of somebody. And I had a really good buddy um, that I roasted the year before. And then I was going to roast him. He was going to roast me. And the day, like the day of the competition where I was like, I had filmed it and I realized I was like, man, I wasn't as funny as the other guy. And like, I know, I knew jazz was jazz was the guy I was going to go against. He had made such a great roast the day of the competition. I found out, that Emma wrote the entire roast for the guy roasting me for him. But she literally gave this guy like five minutes, a a tight five minutes worth of material roasting me for a competition she was involved in where I was hoping to win. And I was like, every single thing this dude said about me was meaner than anything that was said about Hunter this entire time. I I remember, I remember... I remember I talked to dad about it and said like, dad, like I've been doing this competition. Emma was a part of it. She wrote this roast. I feel like I'm really upset because she worked for somebody else to like help them make fun of me and better their chance at winning. And he like looked at me straight in my soul and was like, dude, nothing she said was wrong. And it was really funny. And I was just like, all right, fine. What am I going to do? Roast of the week goes out to me for having to be the older brother of Emma and the fact that she can roast anybody better than um, any of these guys ever could. <clears throat> Hot take. Emma is actually the roast master general. And here we go. James, you peeked in the box. <laughs> Brendan, who are you? Who are you? Have you been here the whole time? You less likable chicken little. <laughs> the sky is falling. Aaron Hernandez. I mean, Aaron C. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, he's so gay and angry. I got them confused. Hunter, you look like the Stoneheads on Easter Island, but with less personality. (laughs) Mike P, your future wife called. She said you're bad at sex. (laughs) 
Okay, I'm done. <laughs> I wasn't expecting you to have a roast ready. That's what you call a fucking roast, gentlemen. Yeah, literally. Daggers. I want to see daggers in hearts. And none of that was mean. Disney could have played all of that except for the 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 gay and angry. And that's just because Disney's not gonna like promote any type of homosexuality. That has nothing to do right. with that Aaron Hernandez is controversial. Right. I mean, I just it was terrible. There wasn't a single joke. <sighs> Greg wrote a fucking poem about his feelings. Like what these men did not understand the assignment. No, not a bit. Oh my god. Yeah, Greg was such a marshmallow. This was so vanilla. I hated it. It was not good. I thought it was interesting too. Like a, the other part of portion of this date that is actually a little bit interesting is so we see. I think it was Shea Kule, or maybe it was um, ask. Yeah, it was Shea Kule asked Hunter, "Are you in love with Katie?" And Hunter basically says, "I'm not ready to say that." And Trey overhears. Yes. Yeah. Then during the rose, someone asks Hunter, "How do you feel about Katie?" And he says, "I'm falling in love with Katie." And Trey immediately pipes up and is like, that's not what you said five minutes ago. And <laughs> I appreciated that Trey at least called it out right there because I could have also seen Trey like doing that later, which I think would have been just a shittier, stupider move. Like I was like, at least he said it there, like in the moment. Yeah. But again, we see Trey like just misinterpreting exact words. Like these, because it matters, the difference. Like, dear. Yes, yes, dude, go off. This is a lesson in love levels, okay? In the game of The Bachelor, there are more love levels than there are in normal life. And if you're a great player of the game, you stretch them out as long as you can. Yes. You immediately, as soon as you meet The Bachelorette or Bachelor, you want to say, like, I just feel something here. You want to establish that there's a connection, that you're into Uh them, that you like them. Normally in life, though, you want to go to someone, I'm starting to fall for you. That's not something people say in real life. It's something people say on The Bachelor. Yes. Say, I'm starting to fall in love with you. Mm-hmm. That means nothing. How do you, what is starting <laughs> to fall in love? Yeah, what am I saying? Yeah. Then you have the next love level. I am falling in love with you. Also meaningless. Yeah. There's no substance there. I'm hey, not I'm there yet. Awesome. I'm falling. I'm, I'm starting to fall. I'm in the process of falling. Gravity is pulling. These 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 phrases are meaningless outside of the context of the Bachelor, but inside the context of a Bachelor, they couldn't be more important. Right, absolutely. The subtle I difference. I see how much I'm waving my hands around right now. I'm so passionate about such stupid shit. I love this guy. But yeah, so Trey clearly misinterprets a love level here. Hunter can definitely say, "I'm not in love with her, but I'm falling in love." Those are two different love levels. Yeah, these are two different love levels. And even later, he goes and tells Katie that he, without the question that Shea Kool-Aid asked was, are you falling in love with Katie? And Hunter says no. And if you go back and watch, that's not what happened. Shea Kool-Aid said, are you in love with Katie? And Hunter said, I'm not ready to say that. And then later, Hunter said, he is falling in love with Katie. Two different love levels, Trey. Come on, Trey. Come on, Trey. Hunter knows this. Hunter's Hunter's a fan of the game. Yeah. But okay, so Andrew S. Though I was about to say Andrew S. Then at the night portion, he tells Katie like, "Hey, like I've resisted. I'm doing your challenge well." And Katie literally goes, "I'm a little offended, actually." And that's why I'm like, "What is the point of this? Why would you give people a challenge you want them to fail, and then be mad at them when they're doing it well?" You know what I mean? I'm just like, "What was the point of this?" Why God? Why did you create that? Why God? Why did you give us this? And you know you're gonna Great point, Bill. But anyway, sorry. Welcome back to our religious segment of <laughs> first impression rest. Welcome back to things we'll be telling our therapists three hours after the podcast. Here, on him. <laughs> um, <laughs> here, here. I, I want to go back to this impression roast because um, I think the editors. You you were talking about how the editors or the whatever like the pro- the producers are like not doing the best job. Like I think they are editing the hell out of this season. And I kind of fucking love it because like they made Hunter and Miss Roast. The only person that got roasted was Hunter. And I was like, oh, maybe Hunter sucks. Maybe there's things we haven't seen that's like bad about Hunter. 
And then there, he says, there are people here that will like vouch for me. And Mike P raises his hand, you know, man of God. So matters. But Andrew S also said he vouched for Hunter. And I was like, yeah, we all know that's two vouches when Mike P of God, that's God's vouch and Mike P's vouch. Dude, so counts for double. Okay, but here's here's my thing. Well, technically three because you get the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. So four. He's cool. got four votes right there. But Those like, dude, Mike. I trust Andrew S more than I trust any of my experiences in life. Like, I think he's, I think he's a very good. Like, he's the colorful narrator that I really want. Like, I trust what he says. Like, especially because he's like, let Katie make her own decision. Like, if he says Hunter's a good guy, I believe him against anybody else. Like, the second that he rose his hand, I was just like, ooh, I think everybody found an easy target, and they're shooting at it. Oh, I 100% agree, because also, I mean, we see earlier in the episode, it's like, that gang of tattlers, um, James, formerly of the box, Aaron Hernandez, and, um, <laughs> and Trey... They're like talking about him. They're like, you know, he's taking advantage of, the, of time. He knows the game. It's a little suspect. It's like, no, you guys are fucking dumb. You guys are amateurs. Amateurs. Hunter's a professional of the game. Taking advantage of time is the name of the game. And knowing the game is the name of the game. Yes. Idiots. That doesn't make him a bad person. No. I haven't seen anything from Hunter that makes me think like, oh, he's a bad guy, which of course I don't know him. So I wouldn't vouch for his character personally, but like, yeah, I don't think, I mean, I think them trying to edit him as a villain is such a fucking reach. Yeah. I mean, and we just saw that the, the, I think this episode was the end of the unionization plays. And as we knew, it goes to to show that, um, you know, the, we saw the people that were unionized against go home and the unionizers went home. Yes. And um, it just goes to show what we've been saying this whole time, which is that tattling is bad for the long game. Yes. Also, tattling, I've noticed... Tattling is a desperate play. Tattling is what you do when you are not good enough with... You don't have a good enough relationship with Katie for her to want you to stay on because she likes you. You're not good enough with the boys for you to stay on because you're a good, colorful narrator. And so what do you do? You go to the... Oh my God, Emma, is it the third audience? I think it's your third audience game where you go to the producers. Yep. Ooh, wait, is the we're the third audience? Are we the fourth? No, audience? we're the fourth. Yeah. So he goes to the third audience to the producers, and that's you know that's the Aaron game, that's the Trey game, like, and it's not the best game, but that's what they're all trying to do here. If that's all you have, it's the plays you got to make. But in the modern era, I just expect better play, better uh, strategy than that. Kate, we see Katie reassuring Greg again, constantly. I'm at a point where I don't even know if um I don't even know if like Greg likes Katie. And if I, that's my hot take is like I yeah. think Katie likes Greg more than Greg likes Katie. I think sure. Greg came in the front runner and was gonna win and really liked this girl and was being honest. He was like hubby material, and then now he's like going through this process, watching her like live her best life, watching her hook up with all the dudes and have fun, and now he's like. I kind of hate this. I don't get any individual time with her. I don't get to grow my relationship. I don't get to learn more about her. And I think he's going to break her heart. Kind of here for it. I kind of like I'm very excited about it. No, I think it's going to be great television because I think she's going to. My new hot take is I think she's going to wind up with Blake. But like, I think she I think Greg's going to leave. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to leave and he's going to leave. After on his he promised not to. Oh my god. <laughs> a man not standing by their word? That has never happened in history. How could he? I think he I think Greg's gone. Um Yeah, I agree. I, I think he, I and honestly there's been history of people getting two one-on-ones and I think he's due. And I think no, I think he's going to get one. I think in the preview it looked like he gets another one next week, honestly. You think so, dude? I think he does get another one. In the teaser that there was one time where She's with, I think, Andrew S. And she's reaching up to the ceiling and grabs a note. And they've already done that date. So it's it like... It looks to me like Andrew S. set that up. Because she pulls it down and it says, I'm falling for you. And she looks at him and he goes, I am. So he set that up as like a callback to their first date to tell her that his... To up a love level. It was a great... Ooh. It's a great play. It's coming next week, but it's a great play. Oh, good point. I missed that. Yeah, because okay, I, I was just like, oh, this is old material. They're just playing this again. No. 
because this one was inside and everything. Let's get into Connor B's one-on-one date. Oh God, I, I I blacked out and didn't write anything. Oh, I have one. I have only one note about this whole date. Go ahead. This is my my only note about this whole date is like, why the fuck did Jason make so many hot dogs? I didn't like, even notice that. <laughs> like they're grilling and they're doing four hot. They're doing four burgers for all of them, and then they have twenty four hot dogs. This summer, I went on a camping trip and I got lost in the woods. And had to FaceTime my girlfriend and then like call the Brown County um, State Park Department and ask like how I got back. And I hiked 26 miles. And when I got home, I made myself two hot dogs. Like in my cast iron skillet. Why did he make 18 hot dogs? Like, do the producers get a hot dog? Like, it made no sense to me. I think so. I hyper focus on stupid things. But like... I just didn't get that part of the date. I feel like, I, what I noticed, I feel like Connor talks like a who from Whoville, and he kind of looks like one too. Yes. He's like, what's these whoozy what's its galore? Why did, why did we get a whole episode where it's two dates that it's clear she really isn't too interested in either of them? We got yeah. a, you know, the initial one-on-one date that's just like, hey, we're going to take pictures so we don't actually have to like deal with each other's personalities. Right. And we're on a double date. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah, that was like, a, that's a good point, too, because I thought the same thing, where it's like, Katie really just made this a double date, because she was like, if I have to do the day portion with him, I mean, I'm going to send him home right then. Dude, and yeah, exactly, because she's like, the whole reason I'm doing this is so I can make out and see if I feel anything. So, like, I'm just going to get something that allows me to get to the point where I can, I can do the smooch, and we can figure out if anything's going to happen here. Well, I mean, I felt like that was clearly, I mean... It's so funny because we spent the last several weeks thinking he was a clear, like, going to hometowns. And then as soon as this date starts, you, like, know he's going home. Because she keeps saying, like, she keeps saying, I need a last kiss to see. And it's like, bro, I mean, the last kiss, if you're, like, really into this guy, you're not going, you're not calling it your last kiss. I mean, she clearly wanted to send him home. And there was clearly, like, no chemistry there. And she even said from the beginning, like, it's in a friend zone. And, you know, it just really... I thought it was interesting that Caitlin and Jason were really like pushing her to like give him more of a chance. Yeah. Why did Jason look so like, why was Jason so hot? Like I've never seen that dude look so good. I don't no, know. What he, is, he is hot. He and like really Becca good. fucked up not picking him on her season. Honestly. Yeah. He was handsome as hell. He looked like he, he looked really good on this, this episode. I was like, Ugh. is this the same dude that I remember that came in fourth? He like third, third, what same number. And I was about to say Becca Kufrin picked fucking Garrett and then like Blake Horseman over him. Are you kidding me? Talk about bad fucking judgment. Oh my God. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. That's she, yeah. Like she really fucked up not picking Jason. Like, I mean, you know, maybe he wasn't for her. Man, but he was he definitely the catch of that season more than the two yeah. finalists. Yeah. And, um, well, here, here's my thing is that, like, as a true veteran of the game, like, I remember I was watching this with my girlfriend, Nat, and, like, the second I saw this, I was, like, like, he walks out and he's just, like, oh, I'm just going to, like, carry my suitcase out, double tap, and leave. I was just, like, oh, he's gone. I was, like, like, you can notice these little trends. And, like, the fact that he walked out with his suitcase blew my mind. I was, like, oh, shit. Like, we're going to lose Connor. And that's where I'm, like, the, the producers have done such a good job at this season, like, I bet hook, line, and sinker that Connor was a Mount Rushmore player. Like Connor was a Connor was a hometown date. He was going to meet the family. You know, she was going to go to. Well, they're not going to go to Nashville because COVID. But like, she was going to learn all about him, and he could potentially. It was the Connor and Greg show, and out of nowhere, they drop like she's like, yeah, I actually didn't really like him. And every time we kiss, it's like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It almost seems like she has the ick for him. Yeah. It, I just couldn't believe it. Like, how can a man who plays ukulele, who has stupid tattoos, who wears the shirts all the way unbuttoned, like, how could he not find love? It didn't make sense to me because he deserves way better. He does. And he deserves love. And he should get love for being who he is. Your love, Bill. I don't know why you said that. but, (laughs) But I appreciate it. And I just think that this character, like... He deserved a better edit. He deserved a better career, like a better, a better like version of love. And I, I think, I hope he gets it because men like that really and truly deserve it. Are you done? 
I could, I could keep going. I'm sure you could. I mean, I felt for Connor. And uh, remember when he was like, how bad of a kisser am I? Because it's like, I mean, clearly that's what we're all thinking. Like, because that's what she kept saying. It was like, when we kiss, <laughs> this is the only thing. Like, when we kiss. I was like, you could have said that in a nicer way, Katie. But that's just like yeah, the male tendency in me where I'm like, I think you could say this honest thing in an even nicer way. But yeah. Like, she couldn't even do the night date, which is, like, so crazy, too. Like, who would have thought? Like, she was like, I can't even do this night date with him. I can't even – I won't even put on a dress to break up with him. Dude, yeah, classic Katie. I mean, like, dude. <laughs> classic Katie, like, who can't dress to begin with. Like, I have – I one of my things when we did this pod was, drag, like – Drag her! Drag her! I don't want to – one of my things is, like, I want to make sure I don't make fun of how anybody looks – and how anybody like dresses because like everyone's it's their self-expression it's who they are and like there's things about myself that i'm insecure about that if i heard someone say something about me would really hurt my feeling but god can this girl not dress and like she has a way more help and like the like it that would honestly hurt me more than the dump was the fact that not only did she dump him she dumped him in worse clothes than she threw up in the night before and like that just was that sucks that sucks so much i would have hated that that would have really hurt my feelings and how i feel about myself yeah i feel that just and that was another point oh my god because i did make this one note when she said that and she's like i want to be honest with you and like let you know like it's just when we were kissing like i just didn't feel it like when we were kissing i wasn't there and i was like you know what sometimes I would rather you lie and not tell the truth. <laughs> it's like the truth actually in this episode was way meaner than any lie could have been. Right. And, and also just say there's no spark. Just say the chemistry's not there. Like you don't have to say specifically like us kissing is like. That, that would hurt. Sometimes it's better to lie and not tell the truth. <laughs> right. We all know that's Billy's fave preferred way to operate. I mean, because at the end of the day, Michael A. kissed Connor, and that looked great. Stop it. That's exactly what I was about to bring up. <laughs> I love that moment. I am honestly, my boyfriend will tell you, anytime two straight men are on screen showing the size bit of affection for each other, I'm like, kiss, kiss, kiss. Yes. Dude, normalize kissing the homies goodnight. It matters. COVID's dead. Get vaccinated. If you're not vaccinated, you should be. Yeah, not I just love that moment. I love a good intimate moment between straight men. Like, normalize. The he- the heterosexual between straight men. The comfortable heterosexuality that Michael A has is is something to be admired. Like it's attractive. It makes me love him. I, like how down he was done due to, to do drag. Like I can't get over Connor B saying bye to those boys. Like to me, that hurt as much as watching the original Peter say bye to Rachel Lindsay. And when he mm-hmm. comes on the final rose and he says, "I saw her eyelashes on the floor for weeks." When he talks about, like, when they broke up, yeah, Emma, I know, it hurts so much. He's like, I saw her eyelashes so- on the floor for weeks. And that's what it was like seeing Connor B say goodbye to these dudes. Like, imagine how liked you have to be. I have never seen anyone on a one-on-one date get to go say goodbye to the boys. Exactly. That's what I, I wanted to talk about. I was like, it was even Katie when Blake said that. She was kind of like, what? Like, you guys saw him? Like, she didn't really like that. She was like, that's yeah, different. She did not like that one bit. Mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting. But she I didn't like it. it in the... Oh my god, everyone was upset. Everyone was upset that Connor was leaving. Everyone was crying. Yeah. They like Connor more than they might like Katie. Like, it was like... I love these dudes so much. Talk about it. They might like Connor more. Connor's yeah. the next bachelorette. These dudes, they like each other. They're nice to each other. They're so nice to each other, they can't even roast each other. This is the second week in the row. Like they, The bachelor, bachelorette bash basketball game, whatever, was supposed to be a roast. Like If you like go on the Reddit, listen to Nick Vile's podcast, like any of those, like we're the only bachelorette recap podcast i want that to be main clear but if you ever do listen to nick files podcast he did talk about how like they were supposed to be roasting each other and they didn't because these dudes just get along and they're nice to each other and they're so nice that they can't even like make fun of each other and to watch them leave see a guy who's a really great guy leave destroyed them it hurt them so much and every dude's crying god beautiful television i loved it <laughs> Well, I mean, and then the next thing we see, it's like, could it be any more obvious that the producers are Team Blake? Yes, go off. Yeah, no, expound. I mean, it's just like, they helped him do this. Like, you don't get to show up at the lead's house with a boombox 
playing a specific song. That was the that was their one on one song. I know. I mean, every girl dreams that a guy will show up outside her window blaring a Lane Hardy song at them. <laughs> am I right, ladies, or am I right? Yes. Yeah. The, I mean, we get a yeah. callback. You know, us comedy gurus, we love a callback of any kind, but. And it's a say anything reference that fucking eighties movie where he's like holding the boombox above his head. Oh, mm. great point! I for I forgot about that. It's because the producers are elderly, and the producers are because the producers are elderly. They reference old movies a lot. It's a thing that's been happening for the last several seasons. I mean, it just comes across that way. I haven't seen a single producer that they actually showed on the show that like gave a lead a hug or anything not have a nose ring. So I don't know that they're, like, that elderly. Well, uh, here's the thing, Billy. You don't live in Los Angeles like I do. 60-year-old men have nose rings out here. So. No kidding. doesn't mean anything. Really? Yeah, of course. Everyone here is perpetually 25. That's crazy. All the 60-year-old men I know, like, are like, all right, does this patient, are they taking, are they taking blood thinners? Are they taking Plavix? They're like. Yeah, so I there's no 60-year-olds that I interact with that are, like, trying to be young, that aren't just trying to retire and, like, get out by 4 o'clock because they have a 4.30 tea time. We live very yeah. different lives. They're always referencing old movies on the show, like um, Claire Crawley's poster. They did, like, this The Graduate poster, which I've never even seen that movie. I barely, like, have ever heard of it, but it's literally, like, a black and white movie, I'm pretty sure. Huh. <laughs> so it's just, like, I don't know. Um, Maybe they sometimes do try to appeal to, like, an older demographic, but... um. What did you, yeah, what did you think about this whole thing? Blake, you know, does this romantic gesture that the producers, like, help him do? Blake's right bad. after Connor's leaving. Like, Connor's not even in the limo yet. I mean, Blake's Blake's a Hall of Fame player, in my opinion. Blake's a veteran. Blake knows the right thing to do. Because, I mean, even if the producers, like, kind of hand this to you, like, he plays it well. He plays it and great. And you have to be a good player for the producers to hand it to you, too, I think. And, like, um... You're right. Like he is making a lot of like he's taking over the game. He's making a lot of big plays. Um, yeah, you know, absolutely. Being a shoulder to cry on. He knows that like Connor was you know in like a big figure in the house, and you know he heard that Katie was upset, saying goodbye to him. So um, I think that means a lot too. The fact that he shows up and like he does. I don't know. Maybe this is my my Blake Stanhood, but like it feels like he was like trying to be like, hey, how are you doing? I just want to be here for you. Like, I know this wasn't easy. Like, he's a great guy. You got a lot of good guys. Like, just want to make sure you remember that, like, this journey is about you. It's not about the boys or Connor or anything. Like, like because you, you can get a softball and still miss. You know what I mean? And it, it felt like he got a lob. Last night was the home run derby for MLB. It was like he got, like, a lob and just knocked it out. Like, well played. Veteran, veteran move, veteran play. Even on the aspect that's just him, not on the producers or, you know, the managers of the game. I'll probably cut this out, but I find, personally find Blake incredibly unattractive. Like, I think he's gross looking. Of course you do. I think he's, I think his beard is disgusting. Yes. I think his face is gross. I think his body's gross. Yeah. I think he, everything he says is gross. Yeah. Like, I don't like him. Yeah, he's a young, rugged, like... Outdoorsy man. Yes, he is. yes, he is. He's a young, rugged, outdoorsy man, which are all the things you hate. You want an older man that looks young, that bisexual, is probably bisexual. You want bi wife energy, but you want him to be your husband. Like you, like that's what you're looking for. You're looking for the TikTok where it's just like this man has bi wife energy. He's got bi wife energy, and you don't want the man that's just like. You know what? I went outdoors. I realized one of our trees wasn't doing good. It has this type of bacteria. I know if I cut it at this point, I can cut it up and make it into firewood that I can kill one of our chickens and make us chicken for the next couple weeks. You hate that. And that's who sh that's who Blake is. And that's yeah, okay. You don't have to like that. That's totally fine. Like everyone is allowed to have their own likes. There is absolutely no reason why you have to like someone. You are allowed to have your own likes and dislikes, but he is definitely not your type. And I completely understand that. It doesn't, it doesn't make him a bad player. It doesn't make him wrong for Katie. But right. you're totally around. You, like, that's a thing that I think is a big thing that we forget about. I forget about in life. This is just like, you're allowed to not like anybody as long as you don't treat them poorly. You're allowed to not like them for any reason whatsoever. 
you're allowed to not date them. You're allowed to like not want to be their friend or their boyfriend or girlfriend. Like, and it's up to you as long as you treat them with respect and you're nice to them and you let them have their own opinions, their own values without diminishing their worth because of that. That's totally fine. Just because I really like Blake, like, does it, you know, doesn't mean you have to. I'm very, like, it's, I don't know. I do, like, enjoy the fact that you don't. Like, it's kind of fun to me to hear you talk about him poorly in all the ways. Like, I really like him. I like hearing those things because I feel like there are things that people should say, you know. It's like when you talk about Thomas being the, you know, Greek Adonis that you thought he was. Like, there are women out there that are just like, no, not one bit. But it's really funny to hear you talk about him that way. I think he's blind right now. <laughs> Anyways, so we get to the cocktail party and Katie cancels the cocktail party. And it's like, cool, because it's kind of cool because she's like, I know what I want. You yeah. know, time's not going to change my mind. Yeah. But then she still pulls Hunter for a chat right before the rose ceremony. Right, yeah. So I feel like the truth is she knew like three guys she wanted to send home, but she was like giving Hunter a chance. Yeah, he's number four. It was probably between Hunter and Brendan in her mind, and then like Hunter just didn't pull it out enough. Hunter got a. I thought Hunter got a rose. No, we said goodbye. No. Oh no, you're right. You know he did. We say goodbye to Aaron, C, Hunter, James, and Trey. So all the tattlers and the tatlee go home. In tonight. what world? In what world does Brendan get to stay longer than Connor B, Aaron? Like, what is this? What is Trey? this show? It doesn't make any sense. No, Trey, Trey, little. Trey, you might have to start calling him Chicken Big Guy. I don't. I mean, Chicken Much Seeds. What do we not know? What do we not know about Brendan that apparently, like, she does? And, like, they were cutting him in at the beginning, I, probably just to show us who he was. But, like, he, yeah, he had no good commentary. He was literally like, yeah, so today it's Wednesday. We're going on a date with Katie. It's like, this is the least colorful narration I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Bring yeah, back Aaron Hernandez. Yeah, dude. I mean, like, oh, I'm going to miss Aaron. I hated that. I hated that so much because this was the episode where I realized, I was like, fuck, I kind of like this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, finally, I was just like, you know what, man? I like what he has to the show. Like, he's he was held Connor B by the back of the neck and it was like two inches from his face and was like, I admire you and I want to be more like you. Yes, I love that. I was just like, shit, this is great. Like, it was funny. Uh, I hate. Yeah. Finally, you always love you always love a villain before they leave. Like, right. A, a lot of the guys that left basically said, "I spent all of my time talking about Hunter," and and like, and they said, "Like, I don't know where I stand with Katie," and that was their fault. Like, yeah. they should have spent their time on building that relationship, and the fact that they didn't, they didn't know where they stood. And, yeah, play game. Yeah, and they just fucked up their game, and that's why they went home. So yeah. No, I'm 100% in on that. Like, play a better game. I love the producing of this season. I have enjoyed it. I like, no, 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 because I love Blake's edit. I love that. No, I had no idea that she didn't really like Connor B. I thought she loved Connor B. Um, and I was not expecting him to get gone this episode. I, I loved last week's teaser was one of the best teasers I've ever seen for this show like I was so excited about everything that was happening I honestly thought this week's teaser was still really really good my question is like is the producing of this show better without Chris Harrison absolutely like it it, it kind of is everything better without Chris Harrison is America better I don't think the (laughs) I don't (laughs) I don't know that the hosting is I don't really love the Caitlin Bristow Tasha dynamic i'm kind of upset that like they're gonna do michelle's season as well but like the producing was excellent this year i thought it was great what what are your thoughts emma apparently you disagree the producers are elderly and need to retire okay and they need to hire me facts my my closing thought is also a first impression roast third first impression roast of this season goes out to me because (laughs) Watching the group date, I thought it was really funny that like everyone came up and said things about Hunter and she's like, I think I'm going to be sick. And then she threw up and this roast goes out to me because I frankly think she just actually was super fucking drunk and threw up because she was too drunk. Because if you watch it, like rewatch this, watch that date, every time she's with a new guy, she has a brand new drink. 
Her drink is all the way filled up with red wine, which, as anyone knows, a standard a standard drink for wine at least is normally like an eight ounce pour. And she's got a full glass, which is not an eight ounce pour. And so this woman is drinking multiple glasses of red wine at a time, and then eventually throws up. And that's exactly what I would do. And if you like, it literally like she shows her she like one of the first dates she's on, she's like chugging the wine. The second date you see her drinking the wine, and then the third boy she's also drinking the wine. Like this woman had like four glasses of wine, like that were not standard ounce glasses over the group date. And I think she just threw up because she was way too drunk. And when you watch her leave, like when she's talking to the boys, her eyes are kind of a little glossy and she's not a hundred percent there. And I think Katie just got too drunk on her group date, which is relatable. And I feel like that would be me as the lead. And I just, I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I love so funny. I love that you brought that up. I love that you noticed that. I think that's hilarious. I think it's hilarious that, that's probably what happened, and she just blamed it on the hunter drama. And yeah. she's like, no, she she's physically ill because they're talking shit about this guy. It's like, girl, if that made you ill, you would have thrown up ten times when the whole group was talking about Thomas. Like, bitch was drunk. That's exactly what Billy would do if he was the lead. Yes. Um, I thought it was hilarious. I just, like, normalize, normalize the lead getting too drunk to continue the date. It's their, it's their journey. It's their party. It's their journey. Like, get too drunk. Trust the process. Yes, trust the process. If you've never been on a date with someone and you're, like, really into it to the point where you forget that you can't have two angry orchards or you black out because you're my sister, like, then you're not actually in love and you're not actually on a date. Like, normalize, normalize having to, like, have a couple drinks to, before you go on the date because you're nervous. Like, normalize blacking out and getting married on your first date. Normalize it stigmatize not getting blackout drunk on a first date Alrighty, guys i think that's all we got for this week we have we have some really fun episodes coming up in the next couple weeks some surprises for you guys so come back and listen to us share our podcast with your friends if you like it um share it with your friends if you don't like it to punish them and we'll see you like next subscribe. week leave us a five-star review those things do help um high key very exciting things happening in two weeks be, be excited to turn out for that that being said i love you guys please brush and floss brush and floss